everybody, and welcome to a new episode of StartupRad.io, your podcast show with startup news and interviews from Germany. Hello and welcome everybody. This is once again StartupRad.io. Together with Chris, I'm going to bring you the startup news from Germany in May 2016. Please do note... Please note, we're recording this on the 26th of May due to our travel plans and therefore everything that will happen afterwards is not included in this month. So therefore, this is not a completely monthly wrap up we are doing here. But once again, the guy who was reporting from the Eurovision Sun contest attended Republica and is now back home in sweet New York. He's here again, live and direct from Manhattan. Christian, welcome back. Whoop, whoop. That would be me. Yeah, and uh, first off, some apologies because there is still the construction site going on uh, just opposite of my building. They are now at, I think, probably the seventh floor of 445, but now we are on eye to eye level and sometimes you may hear some of the sounds but that is so cliche if you have something like new york there are the streets like the big case skyscrapers to the left skyscrapers to the right and then there's some some steam coming out of the street and then there's someone with a sledgehammer duh, 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 duh. That, and that's a typical cliche of new york right it's true i mean my whole life is <laughs> Welcome to a cliche episode <laughs> of StartupRate.io. <laughs> so, yeah, it's your, your show about startup cliches. Welcome, guys. First off, once again, housekeeping. We have for you a new interview in German with a Swiss serial entrepreneur, Peter Onemus. He had his first company when he was 14 and sold companies to the likes of Thomson Reuters and Sybase. Disclaimer, he's now a little bit more senior than 14. I do believe he's in his 40s. He had a pretty bad time going through burnout and all this stuff, and now he's back. And he introduces our listeners to his healthcare startup, Decado, D-E-C-A-D-O-O. If you are able and willing to speak or learn German, turn in. It's totally worth it. And it's the interview is one of the interviews we did as a part of our partnership with the Health 2.0 conference in Barcelona, which was attended by our Jacob. Question. Yes, and uh, also in terms of housekeeping, um, the whole spin-off show we've been doing, the Startup Radio Road Trip, has been going well and going on. There are a couple of new episodes which you can listen to. So, for example, we had uh, Construct3, a company that builds 3D models of or uh, yeah, 3D models of heavy machinery or architectural content, so that you can walk through it and, um, as a team, you can experience the whole machine before it's actually part of your construction site. Um, or your building. Um, we had Data Lion, a company that helps you visualize Excel data in a more beautiful way. And we also had Catmatic, an interesting company that comes up with animations of your human body and basically you can walk through your own body. And um, another thing which was special about the Startup Radio Road Trip show series is that for the first time we here at Startup Radio had a uh, sponsor during the show. 
And uh, part of the deal also recommend that sponsor here as well. So here comes the little ad break for um, this episode here. Please take a deep breath. The next 30 seconds are go is going to be sponsored content because Startup Radio Go South by Southwest was presented or is presented by Capco Connect, which is um, a new initiative to bring together fintech communities, startups, and financial institutions. Capco Connect scans the market for innovative and disruptive technologies that can enhance financial services. The company connects them not only with the crowd, but also with their existing clients in the finance sector. So a really helpful initiative. Go to capco.com and then click on services and digital innovation to find out more. That's all C's, so C-A-P-C-O.com, or you can check out their Twitter account at Capco Connect on Twitter, one word, no uh, under dashes or what have you, so at Capco Connect, C-A-P-C-O-C-O-N-N-E-C-T, and once again, the website is Capco.com, then click on services and digital innovation to find out more about Capco Connect. Capco Connect is an initiative that helps forming the future in finance. End of the ad break. Okay, getting from Austin to Frankfurt again, we do have a new interview posted for you between all the road trip shows. Thank you, Christian. Really like them. It's an interview from our most favorite contributor who's living now in Frankfurt and is our import from Central Asia. It's Elda. And he has been doing a really cool interview with guys here from Frankfurt, a food startup called Litza. The thing is, they are not using traditional floor, but they rather use Lionsamen. Christian, do you know what this is in English? <laughs> no, but it's some kind of some kind of oily grain you can put in your cereal if you like to. So it's, yeah, it looks exactly. like little brown dots. And they are using this to convert it into pizza, and therefore at least the base of your pizza is healthy. Disclaimer, does not help when you put fried, uh, fried, deep fried stuff on it. It doesn't make it healthy. But if you put something like vegetables and all this stuff on it, it makes it healthy. So they are trying to get you a healthy pizza. Oh. Once again, the guys are called Litza, L-I-Z-Z-A. And they're located here in Frankfurt. And in our show notes, you'll find the link to the interview with the healthy pizza guys. And I just looked it up simultaneously. It's linseed or um, very well known more as a flex seed, which is actually actually something I did know, but I never connected the dots that this is Leinsam in German. So we learned something new. That's <laughs> At incredible. least there's that. If nothing else comes out of this show. Do you have this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do hope there's a little bit more coming out of this show. For example, we, you, you guys know, we've been doing a little bit more live coverage, live streaming, especially from events. And we've been there once again at the Frankfurt Entrepreneurs Award. We've been streaming live via Periscope and video, of course, in German, because it was conducted here in Frankfurt. And you can see still the video on YouTube. They had 37 applications of newly founded startups in and around Frankfurt, and three of them been awarded prizes. Number two and number three been taken by newly founded fintechs, and number one was a mobility startup called Mobile, 
with four E's at the end, who offers car sharing at the airport, especially right now in Frankfurt, but they're going to expand quite fast. The second place went to Credit Shelf. It's a fintech startup, as the name says. It helps you to find credit. And the third one is Jinmon. It's a robo-advisor who helps you to manage your money for very low fees on an automated basis. And finally, our other very, very appreciated co-founder of Startup Radio, Kirill. He has been at the big data meetup in Frankfurt. You can still see the replay on our Periscope stream and that one be most of the time in English. That's it for stuff related more or less to ourselves. Come to the first content block. Always when we take this, I'm pretty impressed how much stuff we are actually doing. <laughs> Yeah, and and we're so humble about it. So yes, of course we put it on top spot in the news. <laughs> so uh, talking about the ecosystem in Germany and in German startup culture, um, first of one of the biggest trend topics right now, one of the hottest topics is obviously virtual reality, and there has been a new study that found out that the funding of startups working with those new media formats like virtual reality, augmented reality, and space, up by 44%, totaling in $3.5 billion in equity financing in 2015. And um, overall, it reached a record-breaking 254 deals, um, uh, says research provider CB Insights. Also, we found for you a really great overview put together by the magazine called T3N. It's coming originally from a coding area called Tupo 3 Network, and therefore they are a little bit more interested in the technical stuff and catering more a little bit towards the technical entrepreneurs. But they have put together the um, an overview of largest marketplaces for e-commerce from a retailer's perspective. If you're a startup looking to sell your product in Germany online, you should pay attention to it because there's much more out there than just Amazon and eBay, especially here in Germany. Yeah, and in general, T3N.de is, I think, a good place to practice some of your German and startup-related German words. Um, and then you I think... One one question. Is it, is Just it, I'm I'm being stupid. Do they have something in English? It's a good question. I don't know either. I um I was just going to rave about the. I was just going <laughs> to rave just about the it. Hang on. Uh, um, I do know for sure that it's uh, uh, great people working there. Everybody I let uh, I met from from them was always really nice. I can't find anything English on their side immediately, but. I mean, like I said, it's a good way to practice some some German. I and think they got approachable. A good way content. to use any translation program. Totally. Then the whole uh, Brexit discussion that is looming. So should the United Kingdom remain in the EU or not? With uh, the election coming up in a couple of weeks, I think probably if you hear this, then it's already been said and done. Um, also affects the uh, tech startup scene. So a Berlin investor has the UK tech startups that in case of a Brexit, uh, the EU funding will dry up. Um, 
And it's also important for Berlin because um, we remember from one of the last episodes that Berlin was one of the most important sources of venture capital in Europe. So um, the the issue of this Berlin investor warning that a Brexit will starve UK tech startups of EU money seems to be um, an important one. But right now, yes, I would say I'm, op I'm optimistic. Especially from a UK perspective. Right now, it does look like the United Kingdom will remain in the European Union, and that will be good news for both of them. We also found car manufacturer Daimler is starting its own accelerator. It has the unbeatable name Startup Autobahn, and it's open for application until June 15. The company is looking for hardware-oriented startups working on the future of mobility. Apart from that, everything seems flexible, with the length of being between 3 and 6 months, and the amount seeding money being negotiable too. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in general, with all this uh, going on, we've seen this thing before uh, where companies or probably association of a couple of companies uh, launch their own incubators or accelerators. Um, I mean, you can always make the point against this saying that, well, basically it's research and development uh, um, tasks that should be done in-house. So why are you doing this with an accelerator? But also, I guess by now it's a sexy topic that nobody wants to miss out on. We'll see what comes out of it, though. It seems to me I always like it if, if the terms are a bit more flexible and I think this um, increases the chances of some some of success for the companies involved. Yeah, totally true. But keep in mind for negotiating, who first drops a number will be the loser. Yeah, story of my life. So... <laughs> Oh, Pop. I was so, so, let's so sorry. <laughs> let's get back from uh, the center of the universe, which obviously is New York, to the other center of the universe, Frankfurt. There was a lot going on in Frankfurt recently, and I think probably it's better if you talk about it. Yes, of course, because we're living right now in the middle of a very exciting time for the Frankfurt startup scene. There was a lot going on. No other hub got so much attention here and we have some just some news for you of the stuff that is going on here. Fraport. It's the company abbreviated Frankfurt Airport and of course it's the company running this Frankfurt Airport, one of the most important air, um, hubs in international travel. Approximately 50 plus percent of the people traveling through Frankfurt are just are just shifting flights, so less than 50% of the people are actually coming here to Frankfurt to, to leave or to stay. They are holding their first Frankfurt Airport Innovation Challenge. If you are interested in aviation, mobility or other stuff, go on our show notes and click on the link. They'll tell you everything there is to know about this Innovation Challenge. What kind of escaped our news recently is that Frankfurt is not only a big hub for fintech, especially in Europe, but it's also a hotspot for already listed fintechs in terms of listed at the stock exchange, Deutsche Börse, Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Not only are there a lot of fintech startups uh, springing up, but also there are many already listed here. 
we will try to get you a little bit more coverage on this. Just two examples of the most recent developments. Mybox, an African microlender, wanted to IPO on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Unfortunately, the mood in cap markets has been going down a little bit and therefore the plans has been called off before the date of the listing. Unfortunately, would have loved to have them here. And Swiss-based payment service Cash Cloud has already been listed in Frankfurt, but now the stock price tanked. It went almost into a free fall after there have been bad research reports about it, but the source and the reasoning for the research reports been quite questionable. And of course, we do have a little bit gossip, someone you would really not connect with Frankfurt. Yeah. Because the guy, Peter Thiel, he is originally from Frankfurt. And Chris, you want to talk a little bit about it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an obsession here right now and also in startup world. So uh, Peter Thiel, who's known as like a very notorious kind of guy, he wrote a great book, Zero to One, um, but is... Uh, I mean, everybody always tries. To by the by, the way, uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but zero to one. I do have the audiobook, and it actually really, really surprised me how deep the insights in there. Strongly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think so too. It's really one of the better business books you can you can read, and it's not totally not in this self help area, but more uh, with great in depth insights about where innovation should go. And you could you really after the book, I really think. I really thought he was one of the four. He's one of the four thinkers of the whole um, digitalization movement or startup movement these days. But as they, as everybody tries to analyze him from um, from afar, um, these days this is, has been going on even more because um, there is a very juicy story going on. So um, Peter Thiel supposedly funded a lawsuit of Hulk Hogan against Gawker. That's many words in one sentence. <laughs> let's look, uh, let's analyze it a bit more. So Gawker is a gossip website about uh, trends in startups, etc. And um, Hulk Hogan is a infamous wrestler, as we all know. And there has been a sex tape that was leaked on Gawker um, from Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan sued Gawker. As it turns out now, the money to do this came uh, for this huge trial came from Peter Thiel, the great founder and VC guy we've been talking about. Um, why did Thiel do, do, do this? Well, everybody thinks it's because Gawker a couple of years ago had a story where they outed him as gay. And so everybody now thinks that Thiel hold a grudge for years now and then finally hit him with this like nuclear bomb that actually tries to destroy the whole media company Gawker, which is not just this gossip uh, entrepreneurial site, but also they have sites like lifehacks.org, so stuff that is not really related to it. And now the big story here is uh, that everybody wonders if we have to worry about billionaires secretly crushing the freedom of the press by secretly financing trials what you should always keep in mind talking about like this billionaires and media it's like the um jeff bezos who bought a washington post but always keep in mind that there is a lot of 
billionaires or almost billionaires who do have their own media empire, just referring to Fox. I, I keep forgetting the name of the Australian who's behind Fox News and all this Fox very conservative broadcasting company. Isn't it Rupert Murdoch? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Rupert Murdoch. And keep in mind, they usually do have a pretty strong hold on the news. Yeah. But anyway, going to our news, completely independent. Let's talk companies. Let's talk companies. Actually, this time, as well as the last time, we did a little bit different structure within the news, meaning we did not go through all the news and resorted them. But this time... We actually looked how many people viewed something and how many people interacted with our news, especially concerning our Twitter account. So basically, that's the news you found most interesting, most worthy of interactions. We really do hope you like this approach. Therefore, top news came out. Amazon has now started the Launchpad in Germany. It's one of the subsides, I would say, of Amazon, where the company helps startups to sell their B2C products and competes with the likes of Kickstarter. Yeah, crazy. Not too bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's so much going on with Amazon that uh, it's not is not really going on in the eye, and it's more of a of a special interest um, stakeholder group. Um, for, I yeah, mean the whole the whole hosting thing with uh, uh, the whole cloud space thing. It's really crazy how much money they make from this. And um, yeah, and 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 don't forget how important they are right now as a producer of TV, yeah, yeah. movies. Yeah, um, they they are rivaling Netflix right now. They are very, very, very important in terms of setting trends, in terms of in terms of recognizing trends, in terms of what is available for sale and what is not available for sale. And they are experimenting with drones. They did buy companies also here in Frankfurt, like buy VIP, the shopping club. They hold a minority stake in the 3D engine behind a lot of shooting games also located here in Frankfurt called Cryotech and they do have um, robotics companies for the warehouses yeah. so they they are very advanced in in terms of their vision what where they're going so yeah. I do think there is something you should keep in mind they're on a pretty good track there yeah yeah so what you just said Cryotech is really an interesting case because they are something like a hidden champion within the within the gaming market, I would say. And they're actually pretty big in terms of um, producing um, producing ego shooters and stuff like that. So, but I'm always fascinated how how they do it. So, if you want to know more, you could check them out. I think I just simultaneously did it yeah i think it's yeah. we will find out and we will put it in the show notes i'm sorry of course and and keep in mind i do believe frankfurt and the rhein main area they are of course a hidden gem in yeah i would say almost like in the global gaming market for example barely anybody of you has heard about deck 13 but they won recently the german computer game awards 
And close to Frankfurt in beautiful Mainz, there's a company called Blue Byte, and they've become world famous for the game Die Siedler, the Settlers, where you play in real time with those little little animated things. It's it's really funny stuff. So I made and a complete fool of myself. It's obviously Crytek and not Cryotech. So Crytek, C-R-I-T-E-K dot com. And there you can find all of it. Let's put that behind us. Yeah, it's 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 Crytek, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, and it right, right? <laughs> anyhow, and I'm gonna take uh, my <laughs> my charge right now because this time it's up to me to uh, explain our monthly rocket internet part of the show. Um, by now, it's a running gag that our news really podcast is never complete. <laughs> so, and it's really it's really uh, crazy because the media are very much still after them, and the last month brought more bad news for them. So, Rocket Internet slashed the valuation of its global fashion group, uh, said the Wall Street Journal. The uh, global fashion group has been raising cash and the valuation went from, ran down from one year ago where it was um, a whopping 2.8 billion euros to just 1 billion euro in this round, as a, says Bloomberg. As a secondary effect, the share price of Rocket also lost about 20%. Um, investors of Rocket responded with panic wrote the German news blog or entrepreneurial blog Gründerszene.de. Then there is PayMill, which is the rocket internet clone of payment startup Stripe, which went into insolvency and uh, which closed shop. Um, an interview about this can also be found on T3N. And further information also at deutsche-startups.de. Both links are in our show notes. That's it for the rocket part. German banks backed payment service pay direct, meaning pay direct, wants to expand in Europe, even though the penetration of the German market has been quite low. Obviously, they understood that payments are a numbers game. Let's see if it's going to get traction in Germany and worry about everything later on, I would say. Yeah, I'm on board with this. And I'm also on board with Dropbox, because Dropbox is... Here, I mean, here in NYC, obviously, um, yes, but also here in Germany, they opened their first office in Hamburg last month. By the way, also, uh, Dropbox is a curious case and a lot of times referred to as a best practice in terms of having a very, very good pitch video. So they collected a lot of money without having the actual product, but people got so excited about the possibility to have this cloud storage space only because of the video. I'm going to put the link to the video also in the show notes. If not, then look it up, pitch video, Dropbox, I'm sure you'll find it. Yes, of course, we'll have everything on www.startuprate.io. And disclaimer for producing of Startup Radio, we are also using Dropbox, even though we don't get a discount yet. <laughs> the Munich-based media group Pro7Sat1 which is a very active investor in German and international startups, now completely takes over the digital fashion marketplace Stylite at a valuation of 80 million euros. ProSiebenSat1 was an investor in the company since December 2012. And we found a good wrap-up of the Google I.O. 2016 by The Verge, which boils down the event to just about 10 minutes as a YouTube video. You can find that in our show notes. Um, which brings us to our last topic of uh, this section being that the Berlin-based online magazine The 100, The 100, 
would be the translation, but the address actually is the minus hundred, the German word for hundred dot com. They put together a list of the top one hundred female founders in Europe. And if you're interested in knowing more about them, you can also download their issues on their website as a PDF. You guys already know now there's the know how for those with vision and there's a lot for you, but in between, we have put a little new section, Startup Competition and Innovation Challenges, if you're feeling you're not challenged enough. As we said, there's the Fraport Innovation Challenge. The Public Health Insurer, AOK, meaning Allgemeine Ortskrankenkasse, AOK, is also looking for innovations in the health space. And Code N, a startup event, is also holding a startup competition where you can still apply. If you do have more questions, more comments, more ideas, just let us know. Chris at startuprate.io or Joe at startuprate.io. Thank you guys. Remember, sharing is caring. Share it as much as you can, as often as you can, and we love to hear from you. And my connection is breaking down. I'm saying goodbye to Goodbye, Christian. Awesome that you stayed here. What the listeners don't realize, we had to reestablish a connection like almost three times. Thanks for having your patience. Guys, thanks for being here. Awesome. Bye-bye.